Hello and welcome to another episode of Kitchen Conversation with James and Rama. My name is James. Say hi, Rama. Hi. On this episode of Kitchen Conversation, we'll be deviating usually from our usual question about the businesses and we're going to be doing a little bit of a a news update like we used to do back in the kitchen over lunch breaks. So we're going to be talking about the stock market with GameStop and their surge in their stock price, as well as some of the stuff in happening in the NFL, particularly around Tom Brady, as well as what do we think life might look like for Trump after his presidency has finished. So Rama, let's kick it off with the stock market and oh. GameStop. Yes, uh, I mean, I haven't done much reading on it, but from the brief reading that I've read, it's uh, a bunch of people got together, used the, you know, used the technology, uh, the beautiful technology that is the internet. I think they got onto Reddit, a bunch of people with, you know, some money, uh, gone and just basically bought a bunch of GameStop um, stock and basically increased the price up. And uh, on the other side, a bunch of hedge fund managers and hedge fund businesses uh, thought that GameStop was going to die uh, a slow death and they went and gone and short the GameStop stock the GameStop stock oh this is a horrible word to use GameStop <laughs> stock um, yeah, yeah they started to short those stock thinking it's going to go to zero and then they, they, they make they, they make a lot of money uh, because of those people on Reddit they, <laughs> a few of those hedge funds got in very very big trouble in terms of financially um, they lost a yeah. lot of money so that was interesting um, yeah. and if you're not yeah. familiar with what a short is my it still confuses me a little bit but I'm going to try and explain it with the analogy of a coin so let's say Rama had a coin that had some agreed value on it and he lent it to me and then I was holding on to that coin and it had some store of value. So if it was $100 and then I thought that in the future, it's going to be worth less. So I lend it to somebody else um, to hold on to it and agree to buy it back if it gets to 40 or something. So then all of a sudden, when it gets to 40, I can buy it back for the 40 and then give it back to Rama for the original 100 and all of a sudden I've made $60. It's kind of how I understand the process of shorting a stock, which is the opposite of, yeah, investing in it and seeing its value grow in yeah. a really strange way. So I guess the bit that I get, I'm, yeah, I'm not very clear on this, you know, what happened in this situation? What happened when the coin went from 100 to $1,000? Mm. What happens to you? Now you got to go and buy that coin back for a thousand dollars instead of forty bucks, which is yeah. what you wanted. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah. I mean, if you want a good explanation, um, watch uh, the Big Short. You know, Margot Robbie does a really good explanation in the bathtub, bonus scene. <laughs> so I thought. I think I stole that explanation from that movie, and, and I yeah. paraphrased it. But it helps you under try and understand. I still think about it every now and then, just to try and understand yeah. how you make money off not doing something and thinking the value is going to go down. Yeah. And it perplexes know, me with financial devices, but it can be done. We're not, we're not experts in the finance field, but no. I mean, like I said, as you know, I've dabbled into, um, into, uh, into investing mm. um, all kinds, you know, shares, yeah. uh, indexes, Bitcoin, mm. name, I've done it all, um, cryptocurrency. So 
and and I think uh, the share market is an interesting interesting place. But you know, I think if you if you're brave enough, you know, you put your money there, you leave it, it will grow. Um, you know, yeah. history shows that you put it into a you know, just an index fund, you know, a good one like a Vanguard or something. Yeah, you know. I would say you have a very good chance in ten years that money is worth a lot more than what you originally put it in. Mm. A lot more than even even a lot more than what the inflation on that money is. So, mm. and I uh, think if you Google Warren Buffett's ten million dollar bet, yeah, it was more. a decade long bet about the interest rate of a portfolio picked by a hedge fund manager versus the power of an indexed fund. Yeah, um, yeah, basically the value. So he said, "Look, you know what? Yeah, a hedge fund manager." Mm. Or, or uh, uh, a stock, yeah, picked by a hedge fund versus uh, he put uh, the same amount of money into an index fund and let yeah. it go after ten years. The index fund win, so yeah, because you know it's just yeah. that's just how the stock market work. Um, yeah. oh, and, and, uh, just on top of that, another interesting story. I heard. I don't know whether you heard of this one, Jimmy. Mm. Uh, right around the pandemic, you know how uh, everyone started working from home and yeah. You know, they, video conferencing technology became a big thing. Mm. So uh, everyone was thinking, you know what, let's go and buy Zoom stock because yep. they think it's going to go up. And uh, they went, a bunch of people went and bought Zoom technology, which is a parts manufacturer. Uh, 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 it's like a computer parts manufacturer. manufacturer. In yeah. <laughs> Instead of buying Zoom Inc. Yep. So uh, that stock went up by a thousand percent before people realized uh, that they bought the wrong yeah, stock. And all of a sudden, they realized they were buying shares in the wrong company. And another yeah. story on with a similar theme about GameStop because trading companies often have a three-letter code on the share market. The equivalent to GameStop on the ASX in Australia, I think their three-letter code that matches the GameStop one in the US was like a copper mining company. So I read an article today in the Financial Review about that story where all the executives and the CEO was ringing around being like, why has our value gone up? We've released our quarterly earnings report last Friday, but we didn't think this would be the response. Like what's happened for this share value to go up? And then they've discovered it's like people on Reddit buying stock and it's all of a sudden spilled over with people yeah. buying it in because australia thought, not just the us yeah because they thought the uh the you know the new york stock exchange code is exactly identical to the bloody australian <laughs> stock exchange code so unfortunately yeah i mean this is what happened when you know and then we, we we've sort of touched on this before we started recording now we see it's bloody Social media influencers mm. are starting to go and and start talking about stock and you know getting mm. probably a bunch of people starting to um, trade, which I mean mm. is not a bad idea, but it's when the the people giving advice are social media influencers that are not in finance, mm-hmm. it's a problem. Yeah, and it's because yeah, the stock market's just gonna go into a weed, um, you know, kind of. I don't know. It's gonna create this really interesting bubble um effectively that all of a sudden it's going to come crashing down i kind of i'm almost imagining it is if it's some kind of pyramid scheme where if people keep jumping on and buying it and driving values of stocks higher and then people keep selling it and profiting and the spiral goes round, it it only falls apart when it runs out of steam and people stop buying i guess Um, i mean i guess i mean think about this right so if a social media influencer, right, an influencer has mm. enough following, yeah, 
they technically could go and buy a stock right, of a mm. company while they're still, I don't know, 30 cents or oh, something. Yeah. Go and, you know, influence the crap out of it. Make everyone else buy it. Make, raise the price to like $3 and then go and sell it. And then oh, walk yeah. away with a, a, a healthy profit. A healthy profit. And let everyone else, uh, let all her followers suffer because oh, yeah. then they're going to go and start buying it at $3 and then suddenly the bloody thing's going to be worth 30 cents again. Um, yeah, that's going to yeah. be interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and even just like whatever Elon Musk tweets about Tesla can have an impact on the share price of Tesla. Um, I think he was on the Joe Rogan show and smoked a joint and then investors viewed that as irresponsible. So the share price took a nosedive. Yeah, I still regret not buying some shares while it was so, running a nosedive because I would have made so much money. Yeah, like a really interesting case. But my understanding of what a share is being you own a part of the company, you have a share in the company, so you benefit from a share in the profits of that company. Mm-hmm. The value of a share has to be attached to the value of what the company is producing. So when it becomes people trading something, and it's about supply and demand on a stock exchange of how quickly it's going back and forth, driving up the price. The price isn't based or founded in the actual value of that company, which gets really concerning because when there's a correction in the market, it's got to come crashing down. There has to be a recalibration where the price returns to reflect the actual value of the company and their profit and loss statement and their balance sheet. Yeah, and that's why, you know, sometimes, you know, you got many kind of investors, you know, you got the passive ones who just go and put money into index stock and then never think about mm. it again and then maybe look at it once a year. But the, the active guys, the one who do, you know, the day traders, they're the one who probably see all the action and, and yeah. go through all the fun. Um, so every now and then I always think I wanted to do that for a living, but mm. I don't think I could. I don't have the patience or, or do I have any – Yeah, I, I don't have the passion – Oh yeah, and for money, as a lot of people probably have. So yeah, and the yeah day trading, you could shoot yourself in the foot very easily if you take a stock position that's highly volatile, and all of yeah. a sudden you've gone out for coffee with a friend and a lunch and a dinner, and all of a sudden you've missed the market happening, and there's been a fire sale, and everything's crashed and bottomed out, and you've lost a large chunk of your investment. Yeah. You're running a high risk, high reward game. This is why I um I always see that I think the the endorphin that gets produced when you mm. go and you know make a really good trade is very similar to the endorphin you get when you're winning you know like a, a, a roulette or, or a pokey spin yeah. or something I- right and and I, that's the that's the challenge is that when you go and do a really good trade once mm. the next time you think that is always going to happen and you go and oh, do yeah. something a lot more riskier than the original yeah. so you know you to try and get that kick. Like winning, yeah. The next one you go, I can do it with five hundred. I can do it with a thousand. I can do it with five thousand. I can do it with ten thousand. I can do it with twenty thousand. Yeah. And next thing you know, you go and lose half a million in one hit. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think it's all about you mm-hmm. know what is it that you, you're trying to get out of it. Like I said, you know, for me, yes, I had a bit of a thrill. I, mm. I experienced it, and I thought, you know what, I better walk away from this before it gets bad. Yeah. And you know, which good wise decision. Yeah. Sometimes. You know, you, you regret it because you go, wow, it tripled in value since I stopped, you know, trading. Mm. But then sometimes you're like, well, you know what? I didn't lose anything. Yeah. You 
I, I got to say, I, I could have made a lot of money, but then again, I didn't lose a lot of money. So, yeah. yeah, which is what, the other half of the outcome it makes it good. Exactly. And so, speaking I mean, of winners, Tom Brady in the NFL, he moved from the Patriots, and now he's at what? Is it the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? That's the one. Am I right? And all of a sudden, Super Bowl Sunday is around the corner. I think that's live 8th of Feb in Australia. And that's going to be happening. And he's now led this team to the playoffs, to the Super Bowl. (laughs) He's helped carry them winning and winning and winning. I think he's got... He's won. I think he's won seven Super Bowls. I was reading the other day on his stats, and no other player has been to seven Super Bowls, and he's won that many. He's won six Super Bowl. Sorry, just to correct you. No worries. I, I'm <laughs> uh, very much an armchair. I might watch one game of NFL a year, and that's usually the Super Bowl. Yeah. So he won six Super Bowl, but this will be his tenth appearance in the yep. Super Bowl. So he's he's basically lost three uh one of them I'm, i think it was to who did he lose to I'm, i don't i think it was the uh uh the pittsburgh steelers i think for mm. one year he lost to ben roethlisberger and the other two of course to uh, eli manning and the new york giants which uh, who i support for a very long time so yeah. and that's the reason why i you know i've always had yeah. this no, dislike of Tom Brady, but you gotta <laughs> you, you, you you gotta you gotta pay respect to the man. Oh, like, man. What he did. He went from uh, a team where everyone thought, you know what, he's winning because of the team and the coach. Yeah, he proved them wrong because when he left, the Patriots went down so far down the hill that people forgot who the Patriots were. Where yeah, they've been in the playoff every single year. Tom Brady has been with them, I think. So yeah, yeah, and it's it's if he. He do, he's done it this season, and if he does it again next season for them, that'll be a testament to his leadership and his influence and his skill in yeah. bringing the team together. Yeah, um, there's no doubt. I mean, his leadership quality, I think, is you know, he's undeniable. I think he makes the people around him better. You know, where yeah. put that into the corporate world, a really good manager, a really good leader, really can move the company yeah. forward. You know, yeah, and recognizing NFL is a unique sport where the QB gets to execute a lot of the strategy to make things happen. But it's also, yeah, that influence that the leadership can have that brings out the best in the team because at the end of the day, it's a team game of the team wins and the team loses together. And remember, look, a lot of these players, no matter which team they play for, they're talented, right? Otherwise, Mm. they would not be there. Yes. Um, but the difference maker is always going to be the motivation. Why mm. they want to play hard? Why would they want to go out there and get hurt? Or what? You know. And I think Tom Brady kind of brings out the the drive and the motivation in the team to sometimes to just believe in themselves. Because I mean, look, you know, the Bucks hasn't been a great team for a long time. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they they haven't they haven't really made any any splashes in the last probably in the last decade, I'd say. Yeah. Um, in terms of you know playoff runs or Super Bowl appearances, um, I know they were great. I think ages ago, but he went. He he took a team that was you know pretty much just either get knocked out in the first round in the wild card round or didn't even make the playoff mm. to a Super Bowl team in one season. So you can imagine the quality that he brings. Um, I don't think they changed the coach. I, I don't really know because I don't follow the Buccaneers, but I don't think I think it was the same coach from last year. 
Like I said, mm. he was a difference maker, and you know, he managed to get one of his teammates out of retirement to come back for another season yeah. with him, Rob Gronkowski. So um, yeah, you can you can imagine. And then now he's going up against a young and you know very very talented quarterback in Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas Mahomes. City Chiefs. So this is this is the team that won it last year. Yeah, and they kept the majority of their core players intact, and they just improve on the mm. various pieces. And people thought, you know what? No, they, you know, because they just, you know, they had a little bit of a stumble in the beginning of the season, but they were playing hot. You know, I think they they were like fifteen and two. Wow! Yeah, they've come uh, back to finish yeah, the so season strong. Oh, is it? Is it fourteen? Uh, I, I can't remember. Is it sixteen or seventeen games? I always think it's seventeen weeks, but I don't remember. It's seven. I'm pretty sure it's 16 games. So I think they were like mm. 14 and two or 13 and something very ridiculous, right? They have a very ridiculous mm. record issue. So yeah. I want to go off on one tangent. I find it interesting that American football and the NFL is the main sport where you talk about the number of games won to lost. Like I don't really hear that t- terminology when we talk about like soccer, the Premier League, football, NRL, yeah, they, rugby. They talk about points. And, yeah. yeah. And the other... Because, you know, when you win, you get a couple of points. When you yeah. draw, you get a couple of points. When you lose, you get a couple of points. Where in, in, a, in a lot of American sport, it comes down to wins and losses. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's all it is. It's all about the record. Like, And they like to use the word over 500. So what, what over 500 means that, you know, when you're, when you're like a, I don't know, when your record currently is six and six, yeah. your record is 0.500. Because they do it in three decimal places uh, when it comes to the uh, decimal place. Because you could, yeah. your record could be, I don't know, you know, um, sixty point, you know, three, whatever it is, right? To so say that you won sixty percent of your games, but they, they yeah. always do that. They they like to use their three decimal place. I don't know why, but they always say, oh yeah, you know, this is the first time a team's over five hundred or under five hundred. Yeah, because. Yes, zero point five, Ryan five. Uh, it's, it's it's weird, but they do weird things with percentages. Yeah, and in American sport, like I said, they don't like to do points. I think they don't want to add another thing. They have to go and do math on. Uh, mm. But they they're okay to do it in percentages. Yeah, which just... <laughs> I, I find it to be weird because you know in, in the Premier League, uh, yeah. I don't know what it is in the Rugby League in Australia, but in the Premier League, you know, a win is three point, a draw is one point, and a loss is no point, right? And then at the yeah. end, the season. The team with the most point wins the whole league. Where in America, no, the team with the with the most wins or the team with the best in terms of record in terms of the percentage just most likely get a better seeding in a playoff because they love the playoff. Oh yeah, and and every I think every major sport has a playoff type. It's about making um, the playoff. Yeah, which is very sad because um, I don't know whether you noticed, know but a couple of years ago the uh, the Golden State Warriors posted like the best record ever in the NBA, right? Which is uh, because the NBA plays 82 games a season. Yeah. And I think they posted something like uh, 70, what was it? 71, no, 73 and 9. So they only wow. lost nine games out of 82 games. Wow, that's so that, incredibly that, consistent. Michael Jordan did it when he, his team won 72 and 10. That was the record at the time. And they did 73 and 9. Yeah, they didn't win the championship. See, the sad yeah. thing, they lost to LeBron that year. So this is a thing where in the Premier League, the more game you win, you're going to win the league. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's up to how many points you get at the end of the season. They're not playoff. Yeah, they pass the post. Yeah. yeah. So which is- and yeah, to go off on a tangent, I think Liverpool, the season before last, scored the second highest points total the Premier League history. 
it just yeah. happened that the first person that year was Man City and they just passed the goal for the most points in a season. But then in the history of the Premier League, Liverpool had done something no one else had done until Man City beat them that season, which is just incredible to think about. Exactly. So, like I said, I mean, this is this is this is when it comes to to sport, it's a mm. it's very strange. But American sport is just another thing altogether. Um, another can of worms. Yeah, but you know, speaking of America, so they've got a very interesting uh, couple of weeks, uh, you know, in in their history, right? So yeah. they've had a uh, they've had a a storming of their Capitol building, which hasn't happened since what seventeen. 17- I think I was reading 1814 when it was occupied and burnt down by the British or something. My history could be off, but it's been hundreds of years since the Capitol building has been occupied. Even apparently, even during the uh, the Civil War, they never made it to the Capitol. Yeah, the I don't think never even make it to the Capitol. Not even like, mm. they didn't even make it close to the building. Where in 2020 or 2021, they mm. were able to get into the building. A bunch of people. Yeah. I think I read something somewhere that it might have been the first time the Confederate flag was inside the building. Yes, it was. In, ter- in terms of how unprecedented um, the situation was. And now uh, we're past the inauguration. Mm-hmm. Trump has exited the presidency. He's done his handover thing um, to some effect. I'm not sure yeah. how effective that is because I haven't be- read up about it. I but think he's, he's the first president that did not welcome the incoming president into the White House. Oh, wow. And even he set a new record being, I think, the only president that has been impeached twice mm-hmm. during his term. And we'll see how the first one, I think he was acquitted on by the upper house, the Senate and the Congress impeached him and where, and now the current impeachment sitting in the senate because congress has pushed it through once more so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there but it's not a record you want to hold and it's not a record you yeah. want to be proud of yeah i mean you know he holds many records you know he's probably the president that lied the most while in office uh you know the first one that you know sort of caused an insurrection um, caused some issues with social media Oh, yeah, the first one that got actually uh, banned from all social media platform. First president to ever got banned. I think, I don't know, I think I was uh, listening to a podcast, another podcast, that also mentioned that I think when he got banned, when the real Donald Trump, um, the Twitter account got blocked or got banned, he started using the POTUS account and then they had to go and block that. And he started using his uh, the, uh, the campaign account. He started using the campaign account when he was campaigning. Oh, wow. Then all of a sudden they start. So they started banning a bunch of these people. And, and I think, um, you know, there's a lot of debate mm-hmm. around free speech and all that. But then, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm not, you know, I'm not. I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have a skin in this game in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, American politics. I don't really care. But mm-hmm. live there. I don't have a family. I don't have family that live there or, you know, a direct family that live there. So it doesn't, doesn't affect me in any way. Yeah. I mean, it affects the world, what, what America does, but. I think the people made the right call in terms of, you know, finally just voting him out of the White mm. House. That would have been mental if he, he reserved the second term. Um, it would mm. have been crazy. And it would really show how stupid America is or how stupid the voting system is because I'm assuming there's not that many stupid people in America to make sure that he wins again. 
because the first time he won, he didn't even win the majority mm. vote, right? So it was yeah, just a- it's an interesting system. The way I understand the electoral college is set up that everyone votes and the people from the electoral college then go and represent them. So it's not necessarily about the whole popular vote margin mm-hmm. at who's 50% over across the line. It's about how the electoral college votes are distributed once the electoral college votes happen based on the votes in each of the electoral boundaries. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and Joe Biden actually won a few um, a few states that were mm. you know, predominantly Republican, right? Yeah. So, you know, which is Georgia and a bunch of the mm. other states. But, uh, but again, you know, he was, you know, he's the one that, uh, uh, you know, basically did election fraud. Like he tried to do election fraud, you know, by going to the Georgia. Uh, Doesn't help when you've got a phone call like that recorded about yeah, finding exactly, votes. Yeah. So ringing up your uh, bank. Can you help me find so many dollars in my bank account? Yeah, exactly. It's like, ah, uh, look, I've, um, I know, I know I'm supposed to have a million dollars. My bank account says I have 10,000. Can you find the other 990,000 for me, please? I don't know where it is. Find it. Find it for me. Yeah, it's an interesting situation to ban. But yeah, with the banning from social media platforms, I'll be interested to see what kind of precedent that sets and how that plays out over the next year, two years, decade in terms of the culture and the conversation around how we use social media and what influence it has on future um, political campaigns. Mm-hmm. Oh, just so on, on a side note, my favorite show, Netflix, got canceled because of being too political. The Patriot Act, though, I keep oh. talking about. He got canceled. I think he, he was too political during the COVID and during it's like, Trump. Nah, we're, we're, this isn't going to go ahead any further. Yeah. Well, he, he managed to get 39 episodes, so I guess yeah. that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. That's a good so, run. Yeah. But I was just ashamed because he, he says it as, as, as it is and he explains it in a way that was exciting, you know, mostly mm, with and engaging. Likes. Yeah, <laughs> it was a master of PowerPoint slides, just for sure. <laughs> um, because it was mostly PowerPoint, just you know, in a nicer format, you know. Yeah. So yeah, no, watch a couple of episodes if you want. No, no, yeah. I, I'm not. I don't know why I'm plugging his his episodes. I'm always his show, but it's it's a worth, it's a worth watch. I'd yeah. say. So the, what, look up the Patriot Act on Netflix. Yeah. If you're interested in that recommendation from Rama. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or or you can, I think you can find a lot of the snippets on YouTube anyway. Mm. It's all there. Um, yeah, so look, you know, we we had a we had a really cool episode today. No, not much business talk. We no, talked about leadership and stuff, but I think it's just good to you know to see what you the listeners uh, think about some of these kind of you know off tangent episodes. We mm. could probably label this something. We could call it a, I don't know a uh, a, a Friday's kitchen conversation. I don't know because yeah, we always do every Friday, so it doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> it's kind of yeah, yeah, a news reel or a news. Just like, yeah. it, but it, the funny thing is, it's conversations we would have in the um, in the kitchen when we haven't chatted for a while, and all this weird stuff and all this stuff has happened in the world. Because um, about this time every year for the past what five, six years, or even seven years, that we we've had a chat at, at some point um, around the NFL. Like I think I remember watching Seahawks um, four or five years ago. In one of the Super Bowls, um, we did, and I was like, "Wow, that's right." So yeah, no, you know what I mean. Like, I, I think yeah, if you, if you like this type of format or you want to see more of these, let us know. 
in the mm. comments uh, or, you know, however way you want to reach us. I think we probably should set up a group email for this podcast, shouldn't we, so that people can yeah. actually email us. Email, yeah. Uh, well, I've already got a casual email address. So if you were to email kitchenconversations at font.net, <laughs> you get it. F-O-L-L-E-N-T. F-O-L-L-E-N-T. Dot net. Dot net. You could yeah. access that and reach with the both of us or you'd reach yeah. me and I'd forward it on to Rama. Yeah, so, so you can either do James at fallen.net or Rama at fallen.net. Um, yeah. yeah, you could do anything at fallen.net. Or Kitchen Conversations is awesome at font.net. It's great for testing data in the world of IT. I can put any any name in. I was recently testing Baby Yoda at font.net as well as Grogu at font.net because I'm a bit of a fan of The Mandalorian with testing some data in forms just for validating that it's all working properly. <laughs> yeah. If you want to email us, email us your suggestions, email us your likes and, you know, your Compliments and complaints, uh, yeah. as they say here. Um, we, we're more than happy to hear any feedback, and we, yeah. we try to, you know, make the show uh, as fun as possible, you know, as informative as possible. Um, and yeah, let us know what you want to hear in future episodes, and then we'll we'll make it happen. Mm. And your feedback is going to help make the show better. So with that, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Kitchen Conversation. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and make sure you respect the government guidelines. Bye, everyone.